0: You're listening to the Candid Comms Podcast with Rachel Miller. Join me every week for practical advice and inspirational ideas to help you focus on all things internal communication related. Hello and welcome To the show. On this week's episode, you and I are going to be focusing on what startups need to know about internal communication. And it's also applicable advice if you are an organization about to hire your very first internal communicator. You will leave with one thing to know, one thing to do, and one thing to think about. Let's get started. I wonder what position you're in as you're listening to this episode. Maybe you're an internal communicator who is thinking about joining a startup, or perhaps you are working in an organization that has got to the point where it feels like we need to have a good way of communicating. In my experience, when an organization is formed, it often starts small. The company is known as a startup and it's in its very first stage of operations. And then over time, founders or the owners of the organization start to expand the number of people that they hire. They recruit teams, services grow and processes and systems are created. However, there comes a point in the life cycle of an organisation where a lack of structured communication becomes evident. Owners realise that information and communication isn't flowing effectively and suddenly they don't know who everyone in the company is. Maybe you're not all fitting around one table or on one screen anymore. I see this a lot in my work, all things I see. I mentor comms professionals around the globe, and I've been increasingly working confidentially with startups over the past few years. I've also been advising companies as they prepare for their initial public offering their IPO, which is where you float on the stock exchange, which requires concentrated effort and attention to detail from an internal communication perspective. As a company scales, you also need to scale the culture and communication. So what you need to know if you are working inside an organization that's thinking of hiring its very first internal communicator for the very first time is understanding why. What is the business problem that you're trying to to solve, and if you are an internal communicator who's thinking about joining a startup, or you've been approached to join a startup or a new company, what is the problem that they are hoping that you will solve? And that's really important to know because, in my experience, typically people who join startups may have been really senior somewhere else. So maybe if you're working as a head of internal communication somewhere else, you're used to managing a large team, for example. You're used to having lots of different channels, so methods of internal communication inside an organization. And then you get approached to join a startup. The offer can sound great. And sometimes it can be, don't get me wrong. However from the confidential conversations that I've been having particularly with my mentoring clients over the past few years there's often a gap between expectation and reality. Being part of an organization at the very start of its journey can be exhilarating. You help define, refine and shape the way communication happens and the way things are done. However I'm going to be really honest with you and really candid, as you would expect from the Candid Comms podcast. I joined an organization, one of my very last in-house roles was joining an organization that had been in existence for 18 months. And I was brought in to oversee the internal and external communication. And it was a really steep hill that this organization had to climb. And in honesty, it was a really steep hill for me to climb too. I was used to working at a senior level and when you suddenly join an organization and you are a team of one, particularly if you've been working at a senior level elsewhere, you may find yourself working really tactically So if the business problem that you've been brought in to try and solve inside a startup or inside an organization, which is maybe new or maybe has never had an internal communicator before, you may think that you're going to go in there and set the internal comm strategy and develop lots of channels and build a team and create standards, and you may well do that. However, from experience, that's not what you're going to be doing straight away. Straight away, you are going to be working very tactically and firefighting. Now, you're never too experienced to do that. I think it's good to keep your hand in. If you're working at very senior level, it doesn't hurt for you to get your hands dirty and get stuck into the tactics. But if you've joined an organization to set up a function you need to be really, really clear in terms of what's the future for internal communication in this organization. What you need to know is the resourcing plan. So conversations I've been having with some of my mentoring clients in particular are helping them build a business case. So somebody somewhere in the organization has created a business case to create a role And startups, what you need to know about internal communication is if you've brought in a senior level internal comms professional and all they're doing is tactical and reactive work, there's no talk of future plans. There's no talk of increasing their resourcing. There's no talk of giving them a budget, for example, then very, very quickly, they will become isolated, they will become frustrated, and you'll probably lose them. So we don't want to do that. So this is what I think startups need to know about hiring an internal communicator. You need to be clear about the level of person you're recruiting and what your resourcing plan is for that person, that department, that function. You need to be really mindful of, Of their advice. So, when an internal communicator joins an organisation and spends particularly the first three months really getting to understand the culture of an organisation, and I have an online masterclass for this, I have How to Create a 90 Day Plan, which supports internal communicators, whatever level you're at, when you join a new organisation or you start a new role, ideally in a new organisation, this course. Guides you through every single step to help set you up for success and refine and deepen your capability so you can hit the ground running. When you're brought into an organization, as I found from experience, people have very often been waiting for you to start. And therefore, they overload you with information and they overload you with things that are urgent because they've been waiting for you to come. We need to pause reflect, analyze, and we also need to make sure that we're listening. So if you've brought in an internal communicator into your organization and they spot a problem, you need to trust their advice. The conversations that I have with some of my mentoring clients are when they're incredibly frustrated because they've been brought in as the communication expert. Let's be really candid here, friends. Communication has been happening inside the organisation to date. Even before you arrived, communication happened. Now, it probably hasn't happened in a very structured way, in a very rigorous way, in a very ordered way, because they didn't have a comms pro in place to oversee things, set standards, create channels. But communication would have been happening. So when you bring in an expert and you ask them for advice and guidance, you need to listen to it and you need to act on it. And I know how frustrating that is from someone who has experienced that, and also now in my role advising internal communicators who are finding themselves increasingly frustrated at being brought in to be the comms expert inside organizations, inside startups in particular, and then not being listened to. If that's you, I share your pain. I know how that feels. Something you need to do if you are an organization who is creating an internal communication function for the first time, or if you're a startup inviting a professional communicator to join you for the first time, is there needs to be boundaries. This is super important. And I say this as someone who is a founder of my own business, been running all things I see since 2013. I think about my business constantly. I live it, I breathe it, I'm surrounded by it constantly. I am constantly innovating and coming up with ideas at all times of the day and night. I'm a typical entrepreneur in that regard. However, the people who work for you and with you and around you may not think in that same way. And I've had a conversation recently with an internal communicator inside a startup who is receiving messages from the founder in the middle of the night. And I'm talking two in the morning, four in the morning with a bright idea that they wanted them to action at that time of night. Now, I don't do that. (laughs) I'm very conscious of that. I may have thoughts in the middle of the night, but I will message them to myself. I wouldn't share them with my PA Louise in the middle of the night. When you work in a startup, if you are So immersed in the culture, if you're surrounded by the founders or the owners of the business, if you work as a trusted advisor, there's that phrase that we love, comms friends. If you're working as a trusted advisor, then we like to be brought into conversations early. However, if you are, particularly if you are, I should say, a team of one, you need to set the boundaries. Unless you're being paid to be on call. So some people are they are crisis communicators and they're on call 24-7, their salary reflects that. If you're the first person that your organization has hired and you are expected to respond to messages from the CEO in the middle of the night, then that needs to be built into a contract and the way that conversations happen about internal communication. If it's not, it's completely reasonable to draw the line, create that boundary about when your downtime is If you're always on, you will burn out. So we need to make sure if you're joining an organization as a professional communicator or you're hiring a professional communicator, what are the hours that they're expected to work? And if there's additional above and beyond, and there'll always be this comms friends, as we know in a crisis, for example, where it's all hands on deck at any time, day or night, that is a conversation that needs to be had upfront. I'm going to share some advice of something I think you should do if you are an internal communicator who loves the idea of working with a blank canvas, with an organization that's never had internal communication before, or a startup. These are things that I think you should think through. You need to do your research. So research the company that you want to work with. If there's one in particular, really truly get to know them. Who are their competitors What makes that organisation stand out from what you can glean about them online? See if you can gather information from current employees. So I'm searching, you know, LinkedIn or Twitter, for example. This is sorts of places to search. Look at social platforms to see who is working there already and spot any clues or cues from what they're saying about the culture, the way things happen in the organisation. Think about your own skills. So what are your transferable skills from your current role or area of study? What is it that makes you think you'll be a great fit for that particular organisation? What are those transferable skills? And that's important because if an organisation has never hired an internal communicator before, it can sometimes feel like a leap of faith. So you need to understand how you work and how you could apply what you do to benefit their organization if you're working in a large company at the moment how will those skills work in a smaller organization or conversely the opposite if you're working in a tiny organization and you're applying to a large organization and a much bigger environment and a global scale for example what can you offer be really really clear about that Another thing to think about is what the life cycle of the company looks like from what you can see. So if it's a startup, for example, I mean, Friends, there's a whole glossary around startups, a whole new set of language to get your head around. So things like, are they seeking funding, for example? Are they acquiring other companies? Have they acquired other companies already? See what you can find out from online. So how well versed are you in commercial issues like IPO, initial public offerings, when people launch on a stock exchange, for example, because you may find that you'll join an organization and suddenly you need to be overseeing IPO comms. And and that is a whole new topic in its own right. I hope that's really helpful. I'll include a glossary within the show notes for this podcast episode at allthingsic.com forward slash podcast. And I'll include Terms in there for things like bootstrapping and seed funding and funding rounds and minimal viable product MVP. These sorts of words are important to understand, particularly for people who are looking to join entrepreneurs and looking to join startups. If the founder is interviewing you, the person who founded the company, who created the company, they will expect you to have a handle on these terms the worst thing to do would be to apply to a job and then find yourself in an interview where people are talking about seed funding and it doesn't make any sense to you whatsoever. So I will help you do your homework. I'll include some of these words in the show notes. We are going to take a short break and when we come back, I'm going to leave you with something to think about. See you in a moment. (laughs) Comms friends, I have a special offer for you. Because you are a listener of my Candid Comms podcast, you can save 10% off my range of online masterclasses. Simply head over to the website allthingsic.thinkific.com and use the code CANDIDCOMS at the checkout to save 10%. All of my online masterclasses have been designed to support you in various areas in the wonderful world of internal communication. Whether you're just starting out, whether you've got years of experience, whether you're thinking of becoming a comms consultant, or maybe you're about to start a new job, whatever your situation, there will be an online masterclass for you. Head over to allthingsic.thinkific.com and don't forget to use the code CANDIDCOMS at the checkout to save 10%. And I hope to see you inside one of those masterclasses very soon. Welcome back. In the final part of today's episode, I'm going to share something for you to think about. What I want you to think about is the maturity of internal communication in the organization that you're planning to join or the organization that you're in that's planning to recruit. The reason being, I believe internal communication is too important to be left down to one team, one department or one person. It is everybody's responsibility. Now, when an internal communicator is hired and they're the very first comms professional inside an organization, they are not suddenly responsible for absolutely everything to do with internal communication inside the organization so what I mean by that and I can tell you from experience when I joined the role that I mentioned earlier and the company that had been going for 18 months when I arrived I got asked about the team brief that was in place Which wasn't great, Com's friends, to be honest with you. But I remember speaking to one of the directors about the team brief and saying to him, you know, tell me about it. What do you think about it? And before I got a chance to even say that, he said, oh, good, you'll be doing that team brief thing for me, then will you? And I thought, he doesn't mean writing it. He thinks I'm going to be delivering it to his team. And I remember thinking, hmm, okay, that's an interesting perception on what I'm here to do, which spoke volumes in honesty. Um, And I remember saying to him, who knows your team the best in this organization? And he said, I do. And I said, well, why would you possibly delegate communicating with your team to anybody else because you know them way better than anyone inside this organization. And he looked at me quite grumpily because clearly this wasn't the conversation that he thought we were going to have. And he thought he would quite merrily hand over responsibility for communicating with his team to me because I was the head of comms. I put him right. Because internal comms is too important, to be left down to one team one department one person because I do believe it is everyone's responsibility my role as the internal communicator inside the organization was to help everybody else understand that if one person has been brought in I spoke right at the start about the business problem that the internal communicator has been brought in to solve if that business problem that you're there to do is to be the only way the company communicates then we will fail because it is too important to be left down to one person now we can encourage them we can put amazing channels in place we can set strategies we can create standards we can train people but if internal communication is just left down to one person what happens if you're sick what happens if you go away so, it's really important for me as we close this episode together is thinking about the maturity of understanding inside the organization. Now, there's a way to do this. I do this quite regularly. I look at job adverts. So, when people are being hired to join a startup, how is that role being described? Is it really senior and really strategic and talking about setting strategy and standards? Or is it that you are expected to come in and sort out the tactical communication, the channels, the tools, methodologies, and tactics, and maybe that you'll be solely responsible. You can get a really good sense of the maturity of an organization's internal communication by looking at the way it recruits its comms people. Now that's true of organizations of all sizes and all ages. I have a jobs board at allthingsic.com forward slash jobs where we share roles around the globe where companies are recruiting into their internal comms teams. So I see a lot of job adverts over the course of a month. Many job adverts come in and I look at all of them and I look at the wording and I'm always really curious to... Have a look at what is it they say about internal communication and what's my impression from what I can see externally about the way the organisation communicates or from conversations I've had with people who work there. Having a look at job adverts gives you a really clear indication, looking at how they talk, how they describe internal communication and who is responsible. I hope you found this really helpful. If you're thinking about joining an organisation, I hope it's given you some things to know, some things to do and some things to think about. I would love to know what you're going to do differently as a result of listening to this episode. What has it sparked for you? Do get in touch. I'd love you to tweet me. You can find me on Twitter at allthingsic. You can look me up on LinkedIn. I'm Rachel Miller. Or find me on Instagram at Rachel, all things I see, And the show notes for this episode and all the episodes of the Candid Comms podcast can be found at allthingsic.com forward slash podcast. And remember, what happens inside is reflected outside. See you again soon.